Hey nerds, if you like what we do here on One Podcast for Nerds, remember you can always support us through the ACAST supporting system to which you can find a link to in the description below of every episode. It's only a minimum of three US dollars, but no commitment. We also sell mugs, which you can find at mainjams.com, and I would describe them with Nolan's trademark slogan, having a good hand feel. They're great for coffee, tea, when you're streaming, gaming, or just doing nerdy shit. Alright, let's get to the show. Play that intro. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of One Podcast for Nerds. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew, and with me, as always, is Nolan. Yo! And Austin. I'm back! Yeah. I was bullied off the podcast. Yeah, I found it it funny because a naming episode, oh yeah, we bully Austin, the next episode he's not there, and I was like, (sighs) after editing all that, I'm like, I should probably explain this whole situation to everybody, like... You just had shit to do. Yeah, I had to fix my PlayStation. By fix it, I mean absolutely butcher it. Yeah. But hey, it runs now. Fuck. Well, That's all that matters. Buy a PS5 soon, I guess. Yeah, that is true. Well, if... I'm in the same situation as Nolan. Every single time I go to buy it, you know, I'm just like busy for like for whatever reason. And then I go to active when I go to click on the thing, it's already sold out. Okay, well, is that actually your case? Like, are you for real? Are you looking? No. Oh, okay. Because I was like, dude, I can just keep sending you links. I send him. And yeah, no, I was just joking. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So if uh, if you're new to the show, this is basically just the three of us talking about shit awkwardly at most points, but shit nonetheless. Okay. Yeah. And uh, as always, remember you can support us on the ACAST supporting system. You can find that in the descriptions below, as well as main jams where we have a mug. And you can find that as well. Link to that in the descriptions below, and then you can go around and peruse their shit as well um yeah so and you everyone who's sticking around thanks for sticking and listening to this god-awful podcast we've created um we appreciate every one of you yeah it's been a clusterfuck from start to now so let's uh let's keep it going let's keep this train wreck going um all right so we don't really have much to talk about um Not a lot so of you know, no well i was actually gonna say real quick so netflix bought a studio was everyone think of that they're gonna get into streaming games but I don't know how they're going to do that. Not sure what that platform, that whatever is going to look like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know like what platform, like if they're actually going to put it on like uh, on like Netflix and you can just pair a controller with your TV or device that you have and then just play from there. But they bought Night School Studios. Uh, basically, the studio behind Oxenfree and... Uh, after party which i have played oxen free i've not played after party um also as no surprise to just real quick is that uh playstation bought got blue point yep that's i mean we right. all saw that coming down the the rails yeah real. so it's just now it's official so that's kind of cool i'd be way uh, more surprised if they didn't i would have been i would well yeah i'm surprised if we didn't hear anything this year i'm sure because of the pandemic and stuff everything kind of slowed down um, okay, so it's going to be an interesting episode. I'm not going to put a time limit on it because last time I said, oh yeah, this is going to be a short one. It was like an hour and 15 minutes long. So let's just uh, let's just go with the flow on this. Uh, we're going to talk about our top three favorite and top three worst. 
Uh, this goes to Austin. He's the one who picked the topic because we literally had nothing going. And uh, we normally don't really game plan these until two days before. So here we are. <laughs> well, like like we were saying, there just wasn't a lot of news really to go off of. Right? Not like a lot of video game news, not a lot of like media news in general that really mattered. So I figured, hey, I'm me. I like to uh, talk about what I like and what I really hate. Um, so it'd be a good way for us to kind of show you guys what we're into and how we process things. Like some of the choices uh, you may like, you may really like, uh, but that's your prerogative, right? We we might not like that the same way you do. Also, I have no idea if we've done this already. This is 27 episodes, and like I have a feeling we might have done something similar to this, but maybe it was more we've like... We've talked about a few of these. Yeah. I feel because like we've we bought it. I bought some of them. Other, but... Yeah, I think we went through a list of games, like top one, like we were doing the like top like millions of dollar games and stuff like that. And I think we talked about some some of these series that we really like, but we're gonna talk more in depth of like what what specifically. And we we made this obviously a lot shorter. So um, let's go with Austin, man. Let's let's hit you first. Um, what's your top so three favorites? Let's go favorites. I I did uh I did mine a little different than you guys did. I noticed. Um, so I have I split it into all three different medias. Right? Mm. So I have it in TV, uh, TV slash anime, uh, video games, and movies. Did I say video games this entire time? No. Oh, okay. Just I said top three. Yeah, I just so said top should, three. Okay. okay. Yeah, cool, so cool, that's cool, why cool, I was cool. just saying. So it's actually like top one of each. Yeah, okay. And top most hated of each. So uh, I'll start off with movies. Cool, uh, cool. For my most hated movie of all time, and... I'm a lot similar to Andrew in the way where I try to find like good moments in shitty movies. Like for example, uh, the worst X Men movie is uh, Wolverine uh, Origin X Men's Origins Wolverine, right? But there's Absolutely. a really there's a really good part in it where it shows Wolverine Sabretooth since they were kids as they're going through each and every war in American history, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very very interesting th uh, like process and it kind of shows how uh the characters change as they get older right and it's really really good scene in a dumpster fire of a fucking movie <laughs> uh so for the things i hate i can't find any redeemable factors at all right and for my most hated movie of all time that's mulan 2021 i don't think you're alone on that though well, it's just like they took the soul out of the movie like in yeah. general, right? I've never seen a more carbon cut, unfun movie in my life, right? And like when you make a movie for a certain demographic and you take out everything else just so you can pl uh, uh, please that certain demographic and that certain that and then that certain demographic fucking hates what you did, right? You know, you fucked up real royally. So my whole my whole thing like for the movie is like it take away all of the personal growth that Mulan gets from the original cartoon, right? Because Mulan was very uh crafty and she was uh scrappy and everything like that and she had some sort of trainings and stuff like that. But she really had to like figure out herself as a uh person throughout the movie as she's going through the military and training and everything like that. She became a like a real warrior from the uh pro from the progression she got, 
so in this movie, you know how where all that progression went? Chi powers. She doesn't need to train. She's automatically better than everybody. She has chi powers. She doesn't need to uh, grow as a person. She has chi powers. Right? Um, the villains, not a threat. She has chi powers. Right? And it's just like it totally ruined the entire dichotomy of the show. And uh, what I think really uh, represents the movie as the hero's journey. Um, and I think uh, they really royally fucked the pooch on that one. I haven't oh, seen it, so I can't really say anything about it. Say nobody has anything to say. Eh? No, I re- I've seen. The- I saw the cartoon, and that was really good. Really enjoyed yeah. the cartoon. I thought it was really second good. favorite, second favorite Disney movie of all time. But you and I've I've heard you talk about the live action one, and everything you said is every reason why I don't plan to ever see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it because, like I said, it's my fa- my second favorite. Uh... Uh, Disney movie of all time, like right behind the original Lion King, right? And the original Lion King is just a rip off of Kimba the White Lion, but that's a story for another time. Uh, my two favorite movies, it's a tie because I really couldn't figure out like if I really could put one above the other. Um, and they're two di- very different movies, uh, Moneyball or Goodwill Hunting. Uh- both good movies. Mm-hmm. Goodwill Hunting to me is the better movie, I think. Moneyball though is a great story, and I thought it was done really well because it's such a topic that most people talk about analytics and baseball. It's such a boring topic, and but it, 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 like it, it wraps you in there, you know. It really does. Like it, like it was done really, really well. And is it Matthew McConaughey? No, no, it's uh, Brad Pitt, sorry. Yeah. Brad Pitt does a fantastic that's one of I think Brad Pitt's best performances ever. Cause he like just the way he acts, the way he talks, everything. And he really just takes on the attitude of a general manager of a baseball team. And no, it was it was a good movie. And they took the most boring thing about sports and a thing that so many old school diehard fans think is ruining every sport and made a really great captivating movie see that's not to say the thing i really liked about moneyball was it's like the perfect underdog story right um how the uh the a's who are were the brokest team the lowest team in the roster of the mlb right and then uh they make a playoff ready team out of the scraps and no that nobody wanted, right? Players that nobody wanted. And it just shows like like I said, you got like uh Billy Bean says it the best in the movie, like, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Right? I just love the movie. I love the soundtrack. I love uh how it's Jonah Hill's first serious role and the one that actually got him an Oscar nod because of it. Um then Goodwill Hunting, for me personally, uh, I've always been a Robin Williams fan. But I, in my opinion, I think Robin Williams is a better uh, drama actor than a comedian. Right? In my own personal opinion, right? When he when he plays dramatic roles, he shows off so much more versatility, or showed off so much more versatility, 
And he becomes more captivating, I think, as an actor because of that, because he's not playing the comedian that he usually does. Exactly. And, right. he's, and he really just encaptures that. Like in one hour photo when he runs the photo lab, like that was, I think, the first time I saw him in a non comedic role. And he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he does the same he in Good Will Hunting. Yeah. And like, it really, like, it shows, like, the acting ranges of both Ben Affleck and, uh, um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Thank you. Uh, because he's, like, that was both their first roles. Like, they wrote the roles for themselves and they made one of, like, my most, one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. Um, and, like, there's all these, out of all the interviews, they're always talking about how, like, the Robin Williams really got the, uh, the boat, like, rocking for them. Right. And they really got it so they could go off. And I've I've probably watched both of these movies countless times, and I come back with like different feelings each time. It is they're both beautiful stories, and I think like they I like them for different reasons. So yeah, that's those those are two my two favorite movies. There, uh, I think we'll move on to one of the other guys, and we'll kind of do like a nice circle as we're going around, so it doesn't feel like I'm talking too much. All right. Well, my favorite movie. I'll go next. And I've been in love with this. Oh man! From the moment I first saw it, I grew up watching, waiting till my parents went to bed, and then sneak out of my room, and I, and in the basement, I turn on TBS and watch all the, all the classic B movies that they played after midnight, and I turn it down really low, and I'd sit right up next to the TV, and because I'm older than you it was a huge cabinet great big tv yeah and like bigger than a washing machine that's all oh, I, big I used to have the box tvs too. oh yeah and i used to watch all the the classic b movies and when i saw when i watched this i fell in love the instant i did and it's army of darkness oh. like i just love the character of ash like He's just fantastic. And Bruce Campbell is amazing. There's a reason why he's an icon, a cultural yeah. icon for in, in these almost, movies. He's in almost every single one of Sam Raimi's movies. He he is. He always has a cameo. Yeah. And he does all the physical acting and all the slapstick stuff. Like I bought his autobiography because I love the guy so much. If Chins Could Kill, it's a fantastic book. I love the title. And like he talks about like how he, they got him on this wooden cross spinning around as he's flying through uh, the vortex, and Sam Raimi's running around with branches he's taking off the of trees, just smashing him across the face with them. <laughs> See, like my whole thing with Ash is he's just the right amount of like douche, you know, where he's like he comes across as endearing, but at the same time, like like he shouldn't be likable. He shouldn't be likable, but he it, 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 the way he I guess the way he like directs it. Like one of my most memorable lines from the whole series is like, "This is my is boomstick." boomstick. <laughs> and then and then like he just he just spouts off the 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 aisle number and everything like that and the price from fucking Kmart. Right? Shop smart. Shop K smart, you savages. <laughs> oh man, I love it. 
Oh, but the, it, there's so many great lines in that movie. Like, Yoshi bitch, let's go. Yeah. Like, I had that. <laughs> I, I found that on the internet, and I had that as the opening tone for Windows 95. And so I turned my computer on, and I was like, Yoshi bitch, let's go. Instead of that startup <laughs> tone. Do, 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 do. It's a much better but, startup tone. He's a perfect amount of douche. He's a total Chad. And, like, it's just the way he's just, like, even going back to like the Evil Dead, the way he's laughing his ass off as he chops his hand off of the chainsaw. Oh, he's gone totally crazy. Like, right? he, like, his acting is so over the top, but it fits so well. The and universe. The whole movie is just enough just cheese that, like, it's just, oh, fuck. I love that movie. I and must then, have like, seen, I, that's the movie I've probably watched. 30, 40 times. You know what Don't know started, any other movie I have. You know what started my my uh, dislike of modern horror movies? What's that? The remake of Evil Dead. I never watched it because I didn't want to. Um, So it's the same reason I dislike Mulan. Because they took all of the things that made Evil Dead kind of like classic and everything like that. Uh, they took out all the fun and everything like that, and all of the all the like the all of Ash's friends and his sister and his girlfriend. They're all like the most stupid caricatures of any other fucking like of any movie, and it just infuriates me. Well, you can't. They try, from what I read about that, it sounded like they tried to copy the feel and everything of the original, and that just came across as a poor copy. Yep. They put it through a photocopier and it came out with a lot of shitty lines all over it. Yep. Like, my biggest gripe with that fucking remake, dude, was the fact that, like, so, uh, spoilers for a movie that came out, like, eight years ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. Um, if you have a demon girl locked in a fucking cellar and she's, like, taunting you and insulting you and everything like that. Then all of a sudden, the hatch goes down, and then, all, then like, it pops up again. She's like, oh, like, why am I in the cellar? What's going on? That bitch is playing a trick on you. You burn the fucking cabin down, and you leave. <laughs> she's lying. You don't, you don't go down there and be like, Stacy, are you okay, Stacy? No, because Stacy's a fucking demon. She's going to kill you the moment you step down there. Like, it's so frustrating. <laughs> but one of my favorite moments in all of cinema is when Ash has the three books and he's got to read to say that incantation and he go, he starts and then he realizes he forgets and so he mumbles <laughs> the last line and it's just so fucking classic I love and that and then he like fucks it all up too because that leads right into Ash versus the Evil Dead <laughs> but that's my favorite movie of all time, man. And it has been for a long like Ghostbusters is my number two, but the Army of Darkness is just it's just got I'm picturing right now the poster for it. And oh the poster is such a thing of beauty. Yeah. When he's flexing and everything <laughs> like that. His shirt open, his chest out, <laughs> he's got our fist with the chainsaw, like oh, yeah. it's like it's just a thing of beauty. Poster oh, as well is just perfect. So yeah, like, you don't see anymore. No, so for me that that's the what that's the movie. The worst movie for me 
there's the movie that traumatized me the most as a child, and that is The Sound of Music. And then there's the movies that I hate the most, which is Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, the Joel Schumacher ones. Like, I know one of those is, I know they're famous because Robin's got nipples. Uh, and, Batman has uh, nipples. Well, Batman and Robin, Robin has nipples. Batman Forever, they both have nipples on their suits. Yeah. And, like, those were, hands down, the worst Batman movies ever. Val Kilmer was a horrible Batman. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? Um, so in the, Val Kilmer released a, like a documentary about his life because apparently he was one of those guys back in like the eighties and nineties that all went around with a camcorder everywhere, every place he went. Yeah. Right. And he was so excited to play Batman. Right. He like jumped at the opportunity and you know what uh, they, they pretty much told him. Hey, just stand there. Like the, the way they shot the, like everything about those movies were just, they didn't have a comic book feel to them. They just looked like shit. They reminded me of Double Dragon, which, okay, Double Dragon <laughs> is one of the worst movies ever. Whoa. And if anyone's seen Double Dragon, Double Dragon is so, so bad. Come but on. they reminded me of Double Dragon. Like, you can't even take either of these Batman movies seriously. Like, Tim well, Burton started off with, a he had two Batman movies, and they were great pieces of cinema. Batman they were fantastic. Uh... I mean, uh, 1980 and uh, 1989 and 1992, I believe it was. Yeah. So my whole thing is like when the actor, the main character hates the movie so much that he's like, I've never felt so bad working on a movie that I felt like a prop. It was a prop in that movie. Right? That's what he even says in Val. And so you're sitting there going like, fuck, you know what? Like, I'm starting to see it. So... I didn't know this because I never really paid attention to movie scores back then. Nolan, do you know what the fucking uh, the main theme of Batman Forever is? I have no idea, but I just I'm assuming I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say it was awful. I'm for the whole movie, everything about the movie was awful. So the music's gonna be bad. It's a good song, don't get me wrong, but it's just not a Batman kind of song. What was it? Kiss, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Jesus. Oh. Yeah. We got we got the soundtrack in at the store, and I was reading it. I'm like, "What is going on?" <laughs> like, they they ditched the Gotham feel of to Batman 1989, and they went like with this like. <laughs> I was like, "What is this? What is the point of this?" <laughs> I think I, we lost him. I think he froze. Oh yeah, he definitely he's definitely gone. Well, Andrew. Um, I'm pretty sure that's about it for his worst movies. W- what about you? Uh, uh sorry about sorry. that. I disappeared there for a moment. I, I just took the opportunity to jump to uh to Andrew. No, but, we're done with your shit. Oh, but I was gonna tell you a horrible story about sound of music. All I was right, so you traumatized. I was so traumatized by that movie growing up because. My mother put it on to, to play every single Christmas, and she'd watch it like five times. And you just couldn't get away from it in the house. Like, it was always, I just can't stand that movie. And when I was in high school, I ended up driving my parents' car. My parents got a new car, so I, I was driving the old one. <clears throat> and there's a girl that's 
crushed on big time. And I'm giving her a ride home from school with a bunch of my other friends. And she's driving shotgun. She's the one I'm crushing on. And she opens the glove box and there's two tapes in my car that my parents left. One was the Eagles, which was awesome. Hell yeah. Always been an Eagles fan. Eagles are fucking amazing. Tell California. The second tape was a soundtrack to The Sound of Music. And she was really excited and asked if she could play it. Oh, no. And it was like my, like, world like view just completely upended went completely tits up like it was like it felt like such a betrayal like when i think of sound music i think of having to hear it over and over every year and i think of that moment in my car just you just step on the brakes (laughs) just step on the brakes fucking as it like hits the brake as like the car like slap fires to a stop and you just go get the fuck out just get the fuck out. I got my friends in the back seat. She's in the front. And she asked me, and I, I had no idea what to do. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, holy fuck. And I like I liked her, so I said yes. And then we ended up driving home from school, listening to the sound of music. And oh, yeah, man. it was like, fuck, man. That was a really painful afternoon. Yeah, no, I feel I can feel it. <laughs> And that's why sound music, like one of the most hated, it's it could it's probably the most hated movie in my mind, in my head. But like it's, a, like, it's a good movie. I get, though, like, I objectively. get like just hearing the title, like I, there's so much emotional wrap, like emotion wrapped up in that for me. Like I, I can't take it when pe- just hearing the, the the movie on TV, hearing the songs from it, or like oh. Like the hills are alive. Like I, I don't fucking kill. Care. I as I, I can hear like, your. I can feel oh, your anger like, from here, man. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't handle hearing anything that has to do with that movie. Oh, All right, I'm done. Andrew, let you go. Um. Sorry, I was playing Castlevania. Um. <laughs> wow, it's almost like sh- he doesn't want to be here. about anything you guys had to talk about. Um, just kidding. Unbelievable. Kind of kidding. Uh, all right. So I didn't do too much movies because I've watched a lot of movies. I don't think I've ever had a movie that's actually like emotionally touched me in my life. Um, so I've never been like emotionally assaulted by a movie in my life. And so I, I, I kind of just went with video games. Um, well, all right. Before you do that. No, I fuck you. You stole my game. You stole my guys. game. I want to ask Still... one question to both of you guys. All right. What movie... Has a movie ever made you cry? I've got two. I have well, three. I don't think I have one. Oh. I, that really? was something I wasn't expecting. Really, you? I'm, I, you I'm, have all, I'm, you. You have a heart of fucking ice. How? How does something like actually <laughs> melt that to the point where it comes out of your eyes? It's not possible. That's the problem. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, what are I your think three? when I watch. Well, I was, gonna, I was gonna say. I think when I watch a movie, I just like I said. Like movies don't really have that. I watch it for entertainment. They don't really have that like emotional. 
strike, you know, because I kind of know it's fake. So I, I kind of just doesn't doesn't it's hit me like that. Wow. I get that. And I agree with you. Oh. When I watch a movie, like I don't get emotional during movies, but there are two that I actually cried at. Oh, look, uh, we all know that notebook makes you like shed tears. It's fine. I understand. <laughs> oh man, I need a fucking next when I watch story, that. And I will not have you talking <laughs> shit about it in front of me. Oh, um, I hate so... that movie. What really? Yeah, I don't like it. I I've never like seen it. it. I don't like it. Oh, all right. I've watched it once. It's the same with Titanic. Titanic is over. Uh, you know the boat's gonna sink. Yeah, I don't know. The movie didn't really didn't do it for me. Um, so my the first movie, uh, it's probably the same as every, a lot of other people out there. Uh, Marley and me. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, and I, I. I'm I'm actually I'm generally shocked. Yeah, I oh, know, but like, me was fucking like, first of all, it's bullshit because you know what? This dog is a little fucking asshole this entire life, and you kind of fall in love with it over the story, and then they just have to pull the rug out. So, but I have a, <laughs> I have a really embarrassing story to tell of Marley and me. He was on a date. He was totally was on, on a date. I was on a date. You know what's yeah. really funny? It was really funny. So I went on a dog. <laughs> Is this for podcast listeners? Should you tell this story? I'm like worried that like things happened and you started crying and the lost signals. So potentially, um, I went on a double date with one of my buddies back in high school. (laughs) Who tells this story to this day? Yeah, it's one of the one of uh, one of the most demasculating things of my life. Um. So I took out uh, this girl from uh, high school, um, and we went. I and hit my buddy and his girlfriend went. Um, so my buddy's girlfriend was just bawling, right? And I'm fucking bawling, like just crying my eyes out, right? And I look over, and the girl I went with just fucking cold, like fucking Andrew, heart of ice, kind of just staring. She's like, "Why are you crying? It's just a dog." Right, and I looked over okay, like you well. heartless bitch. I, like, I wouldn't, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be that bad. Fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking, my buddy, he like, I remember him looking at me like on the way back down as we're leaving the fucking uh, the movie theater. He just goes, This was a horrible idea, <laughs> this is a bad idea. And I'm sitting there going, like, Yeah, this is a fucking shit, it was a horrible idea. <laughs> And the other one uh, is Million Dollar Baby. No, that I haven't seen, actually. Uh, it's a uh, Clint Eastwood movie about a boxer. That's uh, why. Yeah, I haven't seen that. She, uh, she, like, her family always treats her like fucking shit. So she, uh, like, she wants to learn how to box, and she tries to get him to teach her, essentially. So she goes through until he, she sees, sits there and forces her to train until she, like, finally is like, no, you're doing it wrong here, right? The begrudging old man kind of, like, takes her under his wing, right? And then she becomes uh, the world champion boxer, right? And at the end, she, uh, at one of her fights, this dirty boxer fucking hits her, the, like, like, 
like sucker punches or anything. And uh, the fucking one guy who was putting dealing with the stool puts the stool in like instinctively because after the bell rings, you got you had to put the stool in so that she can sit down, right? And she falls onto the stool and paralyzes herself. Yeah, that was and, a good movie. Um, and well, yeah. So at the end, uh, like she keeps trying to kill herself because she's in pain and she's suffering. And her family's trying to manipulate her into signing in over all of her stuff to them because they don't even care about her. She, they just want her money. And the only person who's ever cared about her was her coach. And he uh, uh, lets her go kind of thing. And uh, it was a really heartfelt uh, moment. And <laughs> made me cry like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> For me, both of my movies were sports movies. One oh. was Brian's song. Oh. Both Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers. Yeah. And because Brian Piccolo, they're both football players in the NFL. Gail Sayers was one of the first black players, and Brian Piccolo was a white guy on the team who, and he was the only one that befriended him at the beginning. And he ends up getting cancer, and it's his story about him dying. And it's. I got goosebumps just thinking about it because it was a really emotional movie. And yeah, that's one that I did tear up and cry at. And it, it, he's doing it right now. Just about, man. I got goosebumps <laughs> just thinking about just it. Thought. <laughs> but like, it's even famous. Like, I remember growing up, it was famous as like the only movie a man's allowed to cry at. <laughs> Man, you know what? I'm I'm glad that that's kind of changed. You know, oh, it's like that's right. Because now I can I can tell what the next one is. Because oh, okay, like, we're allowed to have emotions and feelings. Uh, but... Why not? All right, fine. I'll bury them. I'm I'll just, be like I'm, Andrew. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm I'll watch a movie. Like, I'm gonna tell my ear, Andrew. It's like I don't fucking care. Yeah, you guys, based on my attitude, yeah. Uh, it's but, like it's like it's yeah. just Andrew sitting in the bottom corner over here going, it's just a football player, all right? Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's either that or a concussion's gonna get him. What's really the difference? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But the other one for me was Eight Seconds. It was a rodeo movie with Luke That's Perry. Luke, I I hated Luke Perry. I couldn't stand Beverly Hills now two one zero, but that movie made me a Luke Perry fan. I um, fucking last, loved him after that. Last bull ride, man. Like, oh, that that was it. And then his buddy, at the end, after he rides the bull for eight seconds, puts his hands up, goes like this, which was the other guy's thing. And, like, I cried. That was it. Like, that was such a beautiful movie. And those are the two movies that made that. me cry. Yeah. And then there's Andrew who's sitting there going, um, uh, nothing makes me cry. What are emotions? I don't understand. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, on the base AI code for all of you, I haven't grown to feel feelings yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, Andrew. So, what's your number one pick there, dude? Well, the first game to make me cry. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Advance Wars. Let's go. All three of them, right? You just cry because it's so bad. Here, tears of nostalgia. And that's only <laughs> the tears I tear. <laughs> Everyone, don't forget it. Um, yeah, okay. So, uh, like I said, I went, I went mostly video games on mine. Um, 
Yeah, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, like one of my top three games for sure is uh, The Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. It feels weird that I haven't talked for so long. It feels unnatural. Um, the reason why is because like I feel like I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people agree with me, and I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't really like. I don't really put this out in the ether that much, but I, I find that a recurring of time is basically just a spoof of that game, just in 3D. And so I think that game has a lot more meaning for me than like Orcring of Time does because basically like Orcring of Time, in my opinion, was built on that. Like the story's a little like the story's different, but like the Not gameplay just... is ideally the same. Like it's like the base of that game. And like I've just I've played that game like a million times. Um I it's like the first like if it was the as a child, it was like the first game that kind of had like the puzzle aspect to it. The action, the adventure, the story was really good um you know trying to find all the secrets and all that stuff i was actually i i went to brazil for a month and i mostly played that game the entire time um only because there wasn't what we were doing wasn't really that interesting um so i i I just i that game just has sentimental value to me i've i've bought it on everything that i own ever and uh, probably more than mario and Um, yeah Cool thing about like uh, a link to the past, right? Um, yeah. Is the world at that time, like that was that was never really done with like a super connected interconnected world like that, right? No, and also you you everyone has to realize too is that it's, I mean, like I said, it's so similar to working of time, right? You have your you know you have the the day and the night like dark world and light world right and and that's basically what orcring of time did too right you had when you went to the future it was it was all bad the same idea same thing happened you had to rescue the seven sages you had to fight ganon and all that stuff um the only cool thing the working of time did that forever set the legend is all done yeah, different uh no it was more of uh working of time what they did well was when Mordura's mask came out they basically just reused the assets which kind of set in motion a lot of other games that Nintendo ended up making more like The Legend of Zelda, because then you have, like, Wind Waker, and then you have Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracker, which basically kind of more or less use the same assets on different consoles, but the same assets nonetheless and the same art style and stuff like that. So so that's when Nintendo learned that they could kind of get away with, like, reusing I'd say Wind Waker is pretty different from the rest of the series. No, but when Sp- like, have you played Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracker? Yeah, it's the same art style though, and then they really? use a lot of the, yeah, and they use a lot of the same characters. It just was on DS instead of GameCube. Oh, that's probably the reason why I never played it. Yeah. So, anyways, so like it's just like they, you know they really reused that art style like three times, and then Working of Time did it twice with Majora's Mask stuff like that. But like to me, like like or Link to the Past was like the last like standalone kind of on its own, and I think in a way made what what future like what future Zelda's we have now, other than. Um, Breath of the Wild because that went drastically different but like everything from then and now right because like you have Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons was based more on Legend of Zelda DX uh, Link's Awakening so that's what those games are kind of based off like a lot of the Capcom games are slowly based on that one like even with Minish Cap as well like you had your dungeons and your keys and unlocking the dungeons and all that kind of stuff that was more of a Game Boy experience so to speak Um, number two for me is Star Wars why are you laughing? Why are you laughing at me? You told oh, me you uh, cried at Marley and me like a weenie in front of your date. You're laughing at me? I wasn't <laughs> laughing at you. I was smiling at you. And first of all, you're supposed to go into your most hated because we're doing it in circles like that. Kind oh, of I'm going. Oh, okay. 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 
So like battle royales, just all of them except for Apex Legends. It's the only one. I hear you with that. Yeah, I I do not give two shits about any of them. I think they're all stupid. So, um, little peek behind the cover of our stuff here. When I sent out my ideas, right, and then I was reading through Andrews and uh, um, Nolan's. I was sitting there looking through it. And sure as shit, we're all very similar in a lot of ways, but we all hate the same fucking type of game, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, Fortnite, I understand the appeal of Fortnite, but the whole, like, the, I'm, I'm too old, and the building and the shooting thing just doesn't, it doesn't sit with me, like, at all. Like, I can't do that simultaneously. Like, I, I literally have watched videos of people just, like, and then like they just like some guys like sitting there and shoots them off the tower and stuff like that or vice versa or he shoots them from the tower and i'm just like i can't i can't do any of that like that's not I, I, this isn't entertaining for me um and then PUBG, i just never even i've never like call of duty any call of duty multiplayer game i was into it when i was in high school and people take that game way too fucking seriously you oh. all need to get you guys get a need you need a life you need to like what? understand that there's more in life like if that's like your anger therapy sweet okay understandable as long as you're not going outside and like beating people up through anger and you're killing them on call of duty good for you you do that but for fuck's sakes man it's just a game chill the fuck Whoa. out okay Andrew. but you know all right for all the, the 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 young people that listen to us you have never truly lived until you got you sat through school and you're like man i'm going ex- i'm so excited to get home play turn on the xbox turn on fucking black uh, call of duty black ops one and then all of a sudden you know, you get into a lobby, and then all of a sudden, every single fucking person in that lobby has fucked my mom multiple times, right? And you're like, just kidding. Online was, Shut- online, online was a little different for me than I think for you. Uh, we had, our, our beaking was respectful. I feel like now people are just out to, like, hurt. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like- it was so funny. Like, like I said, I just, I remember, like, like going back and being like, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, well, this is going to be an interesting experience. <laughs> oh Every God. time I love, I, you know what? I'm, I'll say I miss lobby chat. I want, I want to, I want to fucking talk some shit to people again. Like, God, that was fun. You can still do it in Halo. It's still lobby chat. I don't Halo. have an Xbox. You can also lobby chat. In, actually, you still lobby chat in a lot of games, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, parties nowadays at the very least. But yeah, no, PUBG I never got into because I wasn't ever into like, I never got into like the whole, I mean, like I said, I was in high school, but all my friends were playing it. So just, it was peer pressure, I guess, to like hop onto that. Turned into a drinking game once I became legal. Um, um, more or less of an age. And then, uh, and then, yeah, like Apex Legends is the only one I can, I can ever stand because it's mostly just you drop, you have some cool powers, you shoot people, you move on. It's very well, it's easy. like. Yeah, I, like I guess they seen like the success of the hero shooter, and they're like, "Hey, let's turn that into a battle royale," and it really worked out well for them. Um, yeah, Splitgate actually is supposed to be really good, and I like to give that a roll. The whole thing with uh, PUBG though is I find it really appeasing to watch people who are really good at battle royales. Don't get me wrong, I I don't hate battle royales. I hate playing battle royales right because when you watch somebody who's really good at military uh strategy shooters like PUBG, and they go around and they just fucking shit on every person it's super super interesting exact same thing with like um apex legends when you watch somebody who's really good at it right and they're sliding around and bouncing off things flying through the air fucking dodging firing at people at the same time you're like hmm 
this seems like this is cheating, but it's totally just in the realms of the game, right? For me, uh, my most hated game of all time is Fortnite. Fucking hate that game. I have broken controllers. I've ripped fucking control PlayStation controllers in half because of it, right? Um, it turns out play, play PlayStation Four just twist and pull. Um, most most controllers are actually built that way. But it's one of the situations where, like, the thing that pissed me off about Fortnite, it wasn't just the battle royale, right? It was multiple things because, um. I like MOBAs a lot. I don't know about you, Andrew, or Nolan. Nope. Nope. Um, they, uh, fucking, the people who made Fortnite, they had a really, really detailed and beautiful MOBA called Paragon, right? It wasn't the best MOBA out there, but it wasn't the worst. And it was actually really, really fun, and I liked a lot of the characters and everything like that, and, like, how all the characters could kind of just play whatever they you needed them to do, right? Like, a support could be a damage dealer. A fucking damage dealer could be a support. Like, it was really, really good. Um... Then uh, Fortnite came out, and then like they started diverting all the resources because Fortnite was really successful. So then I got uh, my buddy Brett got me a beta pass to do the uh, the PVE version of Fortnite, uh, like uh, whatever it's called, building against the world. I don't remember at this point. Yeah, but it was, it was really, really good. Bad, Right, it was really good. It was really fun, and like I said, it was creative, and I loved what you did. Like after a while, you could just build, start building your base up, and then like you could do base defense and everything like that, or you could go out and grab material. It was really, really cool. Um, and then they just like kind of forgot about it because a lot of people forget, uh, Fortnite was the battle royale was a side game. It wasn't the full game until uh. Until like it became such a blowout of success, and now I can't escape it. And I think that's the real reason I fucking hate it. And same reason why Nolan hated uh, fuck the sound of music. I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't escape it. No matter what, no matter what I go on, I go on fucking Twitter, I go on Reddit. Fucking Fortnite is there. Fucking YouTube. Fortnite is there. It's invading other games, right? Like I said, I'm just, uh, just, I'm so tired of it. I hate seeing it. I know a lot of people really like it, and that's really cool. I'm happy that you enjoy that, but like, I don't <laughs> want it to see it in every fucking place I go. Like, if I, like, I swear to God, if I take the bus, there'll be a fucking Fortnite sticker on it somewhere, and I'm like, oh, damn it, leave me alone. You're supposed to play it. That's why it's calling to you. No, it's not. I fucking hate that thing. But, my Destiny favorite also. game of all time, Persona 5. I had a, such a, a Royale, sorry. Persona 5 Royale. Yeah. Um, I had such an amazing time. And like again, like you'd never played it. I can tell by your face, you're like, I don't know. No, I've played it. I've played it. The music, uh, like the, yeah, the jazz and everything like that. Um, it's like the perfect JRPG in my eyes, like where you can do there's so much you can do. The characters are all fantastic and you watch them grow and they're relatable and interesting and they all cover different dynamics. Um, beautiful, man. Like I said, and I, I've, I love playing it. I love playing through it. Like even like most of the time in uh, JRPGs, grinding is one of the most boring fucking negligible things that you can ever come up with. Right. But 
in that game, it's actually fun. You get items, like you can build up, you can collect personas and kind of like form them together and evolve them into better uh, new uh, personas. Like personas, like one of the few games where I actually try to sit there and go through and grab every single fucking creature, so that way I can make all the super personas and everything like that. Like it's just awesome. And then like when uh, and then Royale came out and just literally made everything better. Too long. It, um, well, that's that's one of the reasons I liked it. Um, Too long. Uh, another thing I really I really liked about it was uh, so I don't like paying for things twice. Uh, I'm yeah, pretty sure cool. when I first came with the idea, Andrew probably thought my fucking most hated game of all time was going to be a Bethesda game because I don't like Bethesda. No, right? no, I actually didn't think about that at all. Because all I do is scream at Bethesda for re-releasing Skyrim for the seventieth time. You didn't scream right? at me; you screamed at the listeners. Well, you know what they they should they should know better. Don't buy it. Um, already bought already bought the anniversary November edition. Why? I'm kidding. I didn't. I didn't. What to say? Don't start. <laughs> um. So essentially, um, I bought Persona Five when it first came out kind of thing paid like $90 for it because it was I bought one of the higher editions and then when Ro- Royale came out I was kind of questioning I'm like why why would I pay for it if I'm getting the expansion and my buddy was sitting just for expansion you're paying the full price of a game and then he goes because they the amount of stuff they added to the game it made it perfect so I finally like uh like bit the bullet and I've never regretted it since play the persona soundtrack in my store i like i said it's it's beautiful it fits in every situation and uh the overall experience i've had with that game i can't think of a bad thing i can't um well actually okumura's palace is pretty fucking annoying but when the worst part is part of the best part of the game uh no that's uh that's something else but yeah so that was those are my uh favorite and worst games all right, is Nolan, Nolan going to come back? He's back. Well, I'm back. I'm here. My favorite game. <clears throat> I've got a few. I loved oh, Zelda: send, Link to the Past. Send him a message. That was a great one. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you. I think Austin can't hear you. I'll just wait right. a second. You must have me on mute. I have you on mute too. I just assume you always do. Yeah, fair. <laughs> All right, no, let's yeah, switch my mobile because my laptop's not working. Yeah, I like how much Perfect. money you spent on that laptop and it doesn't work. Well, the last month, I've been having a lot of troubles with Discord. Maybe it needs to be updated. It sounds like something, yeah, it sounds to me like you need to update it. I don't know how many times I've uninstalled it. Anyways, my favorite games... I love A Link to the Past for a lot of the same reasons Andrew said. It was just most of it's nostalgia, but I played through it again on my Switch with the Nintendo Pass for Super Nintendo, and the charm, everything of it is still there. Um, this don't go alone. Another, <laughs> that's another that's, one was that's, that's one. of the Night. Oh, that was the first one. Oh, which shit. you covered in uh, one of our other podcasts, me and Austin. Um, it's just a great game, just the style of it, the soundtrack, and just everything they did going to 
PlayStation platform. It was just, they put so much into that game. It was just fantastic, amazing. But when I really think about it, and this, this topic, Austin, really made me think. My favorite game out of all of them, the one that gives me the most warm and fuzzies, is the original Dragon Warrior for Super Nintendo or for a regular Nintendo for the NES? I remember being a little kid going to my buddy's place, and his brother had Nintendo, and he was playing Dragon Warrior, and I was in love with it. I remember playing on my cousin's Atari, and he had a couple little adventure kind of dungeon games on there, and I tried them and just didn't really care. But Dragon Warrior was the reason I got a paper route so I could buy a Nintendo and buy and play Dragon Warrior. And that was the first game that really got me into all the RPGs and made me a huge RPG fan. And like the Dragon Warrior Dragon Quest series, I played those one through four. Then there were a few that were never released in North America that I had to download off of emulators and play through those. And then it was Dragon Warrior 9, I think, was the last one I played. Or 8 was the last one I played on, uh, what the hell was it, PlayStation 2. And I just... That get the the original game just has so much charm to it. After my nest broke and I couldn't play any of my games, the reason I downloaded an emulator was so I could play Dragon Warrior again. And I don't know how many times I played through it. I just love that game. Well, the story is not anything special. I mean, because it was such an early game for the nest. The story doesn't have a lot of depth. There's not a whole lot to it. But I just loved playing that game. Have you uh, you seen the Dragon Warrior anime movie that they released on Netflix? No, I haven't. Apparently, it's a retelling of the first game. Oh, really? So you might like it. I didn't like it because I, I, I found it confusing because, like I said, I had no uh, kind of connection to the game. Right, but a lot of people were saying like it's a movie made for the fans, so hey, you might really like it. What I really loved about the first Dragon Warrior was how it started the series, and the second Dragon Warrior and the third one all came back to that. The second one was a sequel, and the third one was a prequel, and those three together just. For me, when I had my Nintendo, that was like the first complete trilogy that I ever played. And it all kicked off with Dragon Warrior. I, I remember playing Dragon Warrior 4 and being so disappointed that it wasn't a continuation of the story. You're like, what, what happened and to my favorite character? What's going on? Right? Where's the story? The, like, I know the backstory. I know everything about like the Legend of Erdrich. Like, the first one you're a descendant to the legend of the of Erdrich, the, the legendary dragon warrior mm-hmm. and the second one like and after in the first one after you kill the dragon lord the second one is 
the sequel where your descendants have spread out and ruled a few kingdoms mm-hmm. and it's like your grandkids are coming together to save the world again and then dragon warrior 3 tells a story of how your hero became urdrick the legendary dragon warrior oh. and the whole thing just comes full circle you got the first one the second one and then the third one just brings it all the way back and ties it all together and the fourth one had nothing to do with the Legend of Richard, and none of the rest of the Dragon Warriors or Dragon Quests have. But so the fourth one, it took me a while to really get into it. And then I, I love the hell out of that game too. But for me, What's the original. <laughs> for me, the original Dragon Warrior, the most basic, simplest RPG I've ever played. That's the one that when I think about video games and gaming that's the one like if i had an emulator on my laptop for the original nintendo that's the first game i would play hell yeah i I, it's just it means so much to me for just how i started playing video games and that's just where my whole love of it all started See, that's the perfect way of doing it. I don't know what Andrew's trying to show us. I'm playing Dragon uh, Warrior. It's Dragon Warrior 1. <laughs> I'm on my mobile. I gotta press this. Oh, yes. There you go. It's not nearly as easy as other games to play. Like, there's so many little things in there that... Like, he moves so slow. <laughs> With an emulator, I can crank the speed up. Yeah, no, you have to be on the treasure chest, dude. Oh, there you uh... go. <laughs> uh, but Nolan, so what? what's your most hated game? We cover the Battle Royales. I, I've i never played one I've liked. Um, The game Wait, that... You didn't even that... like the royal fucking uh, Andrew's favorite fucking Battle Royale? Apex Legends? Apex? The best one? I've... I think I have that on my Switch because it's free and I've never played it. I just um, can't. don't. It's garbage on Switch. Have a computer. A laptop. Put it on your computer. Yeah. Yeah, it's now, funny. I know, Andrew, you're going to really disagree with this because I know you like this game. But Final Fantasy VIII was such a disappointment to me. Like, <laughs> you know what? I was thinking I about this. I don't, I don't, I don't know think if I've I ever said I really like this game. I don't think I ever finished Final Fantasy VIII because I just gave up. It's like, fuck this game. Yeah. I remember uh, Curved. I don't know why they're called in that game. I, I didn't get Diablo. Really? And he's, and that is such an integral one to get so because cool. you use that. He's got a special ability and you can turn things into items so you can upgrade your weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I played... For countless hours, because I miss talking to the guy that gives that to you. It's a, it's a Diablo card in the card game. That's what it was. But you can use that during battles to get items, or you can turn cards and items. I don't know. I, it had some kind of mechanic where you could do that. See, I didn't my, my biggest thing I, with Final Fantasy VIII was how clunky it, it was as a game. Oh, it Gem- was. 
like Final Fantasy VII as an RPG, which was the predecessor, was was way better in how it handled and everything like that, right? No, absolutely. And in eight, you can't even use your fucking magic because you have to tie it to your stats. So if you use your magic, you weaken yourself, which is such a stupid mechanic. On top of that, because you're a member of Oh. 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 The game I ran I was top ranked soldier because it's just these ten it's a you just have to answer a quiz and get ten out of ten or eight out of ten or whatever to go up a rank. And if you just do the quizzes over and over until you get them and it's just stupid. Like it took five minutes and you could answer all the quizzes and rank yourself up. And they were getting your max income ever, like throughout the game for the rest of the game. It was just stupid. But yeah, yeah. that was one game I, I... That was the only Final Fantasy I never finished that I played. I and only because it was shit. Yeah, we had a, and, I, think, I think me and Austin had a discussion earlier about Final Fantasy VIII and like why we didn't really like it that much. See, my whole thing was like, don't get me wrong, Squall is fucking cool, and the Gunblade is fucking cool, yeah, right? I agree. I... Squall is such a shitty character. <laughs> like, he's so unlikable. He's such an asshole for ninety percent of the time, right? Um, uh, what was the fucking uh, his your girlfriend's name in that Speaker? game? Oh, his girl. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I never cared. Uh, she was the only like actually likable character out of all of them. <laughs> like like I said, everyone looks fucking dope. Everyone looks metal as hell. It's super nineties and everything like that, right? But like, ah, uh, they're all so unlikable. The the part of that game that I enjoyed the most was when you like swapped perspective and you were like Biggs, Wedge, and Vix or whoever they were. Biggs and Wedge. What is a Star Wars? I don't know. I don't know. It's like Vix and Wedge. I don't know. Big. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't remember who they were in there. But Wedge was one of them. Um, Big yeah. and Wedge. I think that was it. Or Vix and Wedge. Overworld kind of like traversing and that game sucked. It was horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just a huge miss on so many accounts with that one. And then they went into Final Fantasy IX. And went into Final Fantasy IX, which is like the best version of the old games, in my opinion. Right? Yeah. Uh, So, like, yeah, it's just kind of forgettable. So I agree with you. I don't don't really like eight either. Uh, All right. I'm going to do mine because it's getting getting long. Um, Yeah. So, number two for me is. About 99% of everything Star Wars movies, other than the prequels and the sequels. Oh, I thought you said you didn't have any movies. Uh, I said I had some movies, it's just most of mine were video games. I literally have a recording of it now, so there's pie on your face. Um, <laughs> as well as, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, like, I probably every year I watch, I do watch all of them once a year. Um... And then I've I play a lot of I play a lot of Star Wars games on the computer. Like I've beaten like 
Dark Forces, Dark Forces 2, Mysteries of the Sith. Um, right. Like, I've played, you know, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Like, Kyle Katara, I've played, like, his entire story. All right. I have a question for you, Andrew. Mm. All right. So what is the best Star Wars movie and what is the worst Star Wars movie? And what is your favorite Star Wars game and your most hated Star Wars game? We don't have to go too deep into them, but no. like, uh, okay. So my favorite Star Wars movie, my worst Star Wars movie. Uh, my favorite one is Empire Strikes Back. My good least choice. favorite is Cl- is Clone Wars because that so movie is just choice. garbage. Not good at all. Um, my favorite Star Wars game is really hard, but I I I think I'm gonna go against what a lot of people would say. Um, it's kind of a toss up. I I really like RTSs, so it's between. Um, Star Wars Empire at War and Star Wars uh, Galactic Battlegrounds. I played those. I play those games a lot. Um, my Wrong worst, man. my worst, my my most hated Star Wars game is uh, is are we counting mobile? I I didn't know there was a Star Wars mobile game. So yeah, go ahead. All right, Star Wars Galaxy, <laughs> Galaxy Heroes. On, on it's the dumbest game in the world. Um. So uh, the correct answer for best Star Wars no, game not was, Age, was Age of Rebellion, the tabletop RPG that we yeah. were playing last week. That is actually a really good Star Wars game, and I actually do have a tabletop that is in my top. I was gonna, I decided um, as my as my sixth one because I, I told everyone I wasn't sure what it was gonna be. Um, yeah, Age uh, Age of Rebellion for tabletop is intensely awesome. I love intimidating. That. But it's it is a lot of fun. Yeah, love the whole. I love that whole session we did. I had so much fun. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good game. Um, especially something I've managed to write in like five days. Um, yeah, and everyone didn't decide to be a big asshole and kill everything. Also, I was super nice to all of you, so you all should have died at least three times. Me? No, it's awesome. You had some bad rolls too. I I like I like aced everything I did. Honestly, you should have died in that ship. You should have died in that ship. You really should have been dead in that shit. That was good. <laughs> my one bad roll that night. My yeah. one bad roll. Fuck. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. It's uh. And um. Yeah. So like, Star Wars is a huge thing. Uh, worst thing ever is uh for me like or my, my one of my least favorite whatever like my top three worst. Even though I think I only have two. Is um civilization beyond Earth. I mean, I saw as. Austin slightly alluded to, and most people in my in my circle know is I love tabletop games. I love board games. They're so much fun. I own too many, and um, yes. I love Civilization. Like I love Civilization series, and I'll get onto that later. But my worst my worst Civilization game ever was was Civilization Beyond Earth, because that game is garbage. The tech tree in that game is garbage. The monsters you fight in there are garbage. Like it, it's like it, it's not so much like. It's more P. It's more a uh, uh, P versus E rather than P versus P, and that's that's fine. Like I'm not saying you don't really like you don't get into that when it comes to like when you play original like a original civilization. Like you know you have barbarians and shit like that, right? But like you're so more focused on like your tech tree and trying to make sure your tech tree kind of matches up, which is like outrageous. Your tech tree is huge, and then you're trying to. Like there's like satellites you can get to like scan like life form life forms around you or like randomly they'll come and attack you or they're friendly or they're hostile and you don't really know because you don't really know anything about them you got to study them and this is also where they kind of introduce like the like if anyone plays like Civilization Six you build workers and then you can build three things and then once those three things are done 
you have no more workers and you have to rebuild workers again, which is an understandable like it's an understandable like mechanic to have for like managing your resources and your your buildings and stuff like that and making sure that you don't have wasted income on workers because civilization five that's a big thing. But um, I find that yeah, Beyond Earth like that's where they introduced it, but it was like more like one person and then they would take forever to do something. It's just that whole game was just not. They tried to they tried to fix it with like a DLC. It kind of, like it got better, but it was still garbage. I hate that also, game. Wasn't that the game where they first tried to do something new, like when you would get once like taking over Earth and leaving Earth wasn't like the end of the game like it normally is. That's like the beginning in reality. Yeah. So so basically, like you can you can beat civilization with a science achievement, which is basically where you launch Apollo into into space and you start doing start doing space explorations, right? So this is kind of like a ta- like an aftertake on that, where like okay, humans have actually now completed space exploration. Now you're landing on a different planet. They they just made that game too complicated. Like they, it's like they wanted to give you almost every choice you could ever do. Like you could go and like you could pick a faction. You can become um, better at like studying things or killing things. You know, like you know you had you had areas you can go into. But then, like, you kind of had to focus your, your tree onto that. And if you didn't do that, then it kind of got a little hard, even though there's, like, other things you need to achieve. It just made things kind of hard to balance, more or less. And so it just got really difficult, like, too difficult. And then when Civilization Six came out, they really toned it. Like, they toned it back a lot, don't get me wrong. And they had other mechanics that kind of they brought in that you need to balance, more realistic mechanics to balance. And um, And so they toned it down a little bit from from beyond earth to six and, and it's actually a lot better i mean six was a really rough start for, for sure but then they released like gathering storms dlc and stuff like that and it got a lot better um like what was it like just too much of a good thing was it a bad thing kind of thing no it was like they introduced like the mechanics that they had in beyond earth which kind of sucked um and uh so like like i said like it was just it was kind of you had to get used to it so like in civilization, you know, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna do this because it's hard to like kind of beat around this bush. But like my my third most favorite game is Civilization Five because you can like it, it's a board game. You just play a board game. It's super simple. It's super easy, and you can you can learn as you play. Victoria got really attached to it, which is great and stuff like that. And and we played it together for a while. And if you really like board games and you've never played Civilization, you do not need to play one, two, or three, or four. You just go straight to five, and you don't go beyond. You play five for a while, you get used to five, and then and then you then you can go on, right? Play Re- so Civilization five. Revolution. That's what you play. No, that's if you're an idiot. But like, <laughs> if you're in the age of twelve, go for it. Um, but yeah, so um, it's actually no Revolution. Revolutions is actually pretty good. Um, it's Close just really down, fast. Right? It. It, yeah it's really it's really fast paced and i didn't really like that like i've killed a weekend playing civilization 5 like that game you can't beat in a, in a night you, it's an eight hour game longer and you're gonna spread it over like three days um but yeah so like i just like i, I really like rise of nations is another game so like if you took if anyone's ever played that before it's a microsoft game from like the early 2000s it's like Rise of Nations on steroids, where you basically start in like the ancient era and you move your way up, and you know. And, and I'm not gonna lie, my favorite part was building nuclear missiles in that game, and then firing them at civilizations and hearing everyone scream as they would just like disintegrate into nothing. It was amazing. I loved it so much, and it, it was just—it's challenging. Like, there's so much to balance in that game, like between your diplomacy and stuff like that. But then when Civilization Six comes out, they really amp up your diplomacy, and that becomes a huge thing in in civilization right like you set yourself awesome like each character in civilization 5 like 
they'll be super hostile. Like certain characters are ultimately hostile to you and others are like super, you know, tame and won't do anything. Honestly, Gandhi is like fucking, he's out for blood, dude. Yeah. So like, you know that, but in Civilization 6, I find that's a lot more tame, a lot more tame. It's more based on your decisions you make with those characters. So like, if you decide to like, send like caravans over there with goods or like send like scientists over there or whatever, you give them money and you also have like the world, uh, the UN and you guys like vote on like, uh, world policies and stuff like that. And so like a lot of that is based on that. But I think that's what people kind of hit at the start because it was a little too dominant in the game. And so it kind of made the game a little skewed to like how you're going to play. But then when they release the DLCs, they kind of evened everything out a little better. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like there's just so much to say about it. It, if you just yeah if anyone's ever bored and you just want to like i don't know what to do and civilizations fives on sale just fucking buy it just get it if you love tabletop games get it though if you do like tabletop games you probably only already own it and uh what was your other game since we, we, we might as well just keep oh going. um star starfare actually i think is is yeah i think i think that is now and that's a tabletop game that I have thoroughly enjoyed I've played it five times since I've bought it. And it's like, I love, like, we all play Catan. We all like Catan. And we play it every Tuesday when you guys come over. We would play Catan. But, like, Starfare just adds so much to that game. I think that was the first time I've actually ever won Catan. Yeah. Well, I, 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 Victoria's mom kicked my ass at that game twice and she's never played it before. But, um, I also was helping her win, I guess. So there's that. What? What? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. They're telling you it wasn't skill that beat him. Yeah. Um, but no, I just like if no one's ever played Starfare, like if everyone's played Gatan, which I'm sure, again, if you really like tabletop games, I shouldn't have to explain this. I'm sure everyone likes this. But if you're like, tape, if, you, if, you, if you're new or want to get into it, Gatan's basically a game where you just, you get a board, you got roads, cities, and, and towns. And your idea is that you're trading with the people you're playing with. And you're trying to build roads, cities, and towns. And, you know, towns are worth one victory point. Cities are worth two victory points. You can have longest road, which is six roads or more in a, in a line. It's two victory points, right? And your idea is to get to ten victory points. And that's really the base of the game. You have ore, brick, wood, wheat, and sheep. And you're just trying to, like, trade with everyone. You're trying to build things on those resources because, like, everything's randomized. Starfare is kind of the same idea, but like you're in space and you get a really cool big spaceship and you get to like modify your spaceship. You get to like do like random encounters with space pirates or space princes or whatever like that. And you, you kind of have to like dictate how those actions unfold and get rewarded or you can get tortured, I guess. I don't know. And um, so it, it's just a really cool aspect of the game. And like you all start in one area, but then you like spread out amongst the board to other planets and systems and then you harvest whatever they have for for material and now you have gas or carbon food and goods and so it, it's a really cool game anyone should look it up it's it's awesome i really enjoy it same here no it's a lot of fun Dolan, what's your uh last favorite and last hated oh can we go through all yours already i thought we did yeah he only had two of each Really. What? Oh, well, he had sound and music Batman Forever together. So lazy. No, I get it. No, no, no. He he did technically have three, but he did two and two. Um. So now I have TV slash anime. 
Um, it was just going to be TV, but my favorite TV show is an anime. So uh, my favorite TV show of all time is a show called Mob Psycho. I'll kind of go quickly over it because the rest of the guys don't watch anime and they probably don't care about it either. I so, just got country roll. You could, you shouldn't have bought it because I would have gave you mine, and I have. What, what, what do you what it. what do you have that what do you have that I don't have? What do you have? Uh, what 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 I have? What do you have? I'll trade you. I got Prime, uh, Disney Plus, Netflix. I have all of those. Oh, f- dude. We'll figure it out. We'll figure right. it out. Um. So essentially, Mob Psycho is done by the same studio that does One Punch Man. Um, One Punch Man is known for its bombastic kind of uh, style of like art and its fight scenes and everything like that. And the reason I love Mob Psycho toward uh, Psycho towards uh, One Punch Man is because Saitama already his whole big thing was he's he's trying to. Uh, trying to grapple with the reality that he's hit a like a gap he's hit a roof that no matter how much he can't get any stronger because there's nobody strong enough to like like affect him so he beats everybody with one punch uh but that's the most character he gets um with mob psycho mob psycho is one of the strongest experts in the universe which is like psychic powers essentially um and his whole kind of like battle is like an inner battle like where he's strong enough to like solve any problems with his esper powers but in reality he wants to do it normally he wants to struggle he wants to grow up he wants he wants to uh one of the reasons he figures out why a girl doesn't like him is because he doesn't have any muscles so he joins the bodybuilder club but he got he's got all these different like asthmas and like dis- like stuff where he literally can't but he tries so hard and it's so inspiring like i said it's such a sweet story where like the characters all the characters are so likable and they like, grow off of each other um, the music is beautiful. Um, the art style, like I said, bombastic, and like colors are flying everywhere and everything like that. It's just perfect, and uh, it is my favorite anime of all time, and by far my favorite TV show of all time. Um, I can rant on about that show for like twenty minutes, but I'm not going to put the rest of the guys through it. If you love anime and you haven't seen Mob Psycho, I'd give it a go. Um, and my least favorite show and this is the reason why i said uh a lot of uh you may like this uh show but uh i'm not you and uh you're not me and i think this is a fucking the worst show they've ever made but uh cw the uh network has had a lot of crimes in my opinion where they have like the biggest thing they like to do is age up cartoon characters so they can watch so they can have them have sex with each other um but for me the big thing i hate the most is uh titans um it's they, they took out all of the personality out of all of these characters that are so like so interesting and cool and everything like that they changed so many of the personalities the only personality they got was uh the only first like personality they actually got right was raven which is weird because raven's arguably the hardest one to do um but uh like easiest one dick grayson he's miserable throughout the entire series dick grayson is supposed to be this breath of fresh air um and then like there's this god-awful blue tint in every single fucking scene it's not as bad when it's at night but it's when it's in the day and it's darker than fucking most night scenes and most shows like what is going on with that like characters are all weird like they don't like like for example there's another one here's another one where like 
uh, Hawk ha- in season two is addicted to heroin, right? Um, they go through two episodes of him like detoxing off of heroin, and then uh, there's one episode where he's clean, and then like they realize that like halfway through that episode, they're like, there's still more things we want to do with this uh, with heroin, and then like they just automatically they're like, yeah, so he never actually detoxed, even though we watched him detox for two episodes, right? So it's like it's just so fucking stupid, and like. <laughs> Oh, I could go on for hours. I, I, I said it's just so bad in every aspect. And every single season, I watch it and expecting something else. And it's just like a, like fucking. I feel like Voss here, where it's like the definition of insanity. I go in there expecting something to be different. It's just the same shitty blue tint every season. But anyways, rant over. That is my most hated TV show of all time. Um, yeah. I was just looking at insights on, on, on what we're setting up, but uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Well, I think I think that's where we can end it. Sorry, I was doing the thing. Also, everyone, um, going forward, I thought it would be really funny that if you if you guys want to keep listening, I'm gonna have like little like snippets of like our fuck ups like right after the, like the main like music theme at the end because I think it'd be super like or just like a weird conversation we have like just that isn't relevant whatsoever. I don't know. This I think it'd be funny, kind of like outtakes. This one's going to be. We've had a lot of great conversations at the beginning before we re- record that I yeah. think people would love to hear. Oh, no, I know. I, I was actually, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I find uh, through this recording, what I think will be worth putting at the end. I just think it'd be kind of funny. Just music ends and it's just us just like talking shit about whatever. So, um, yeah, it, it won't be like long. So it'll be like a, I don't know. 20 second 30 second clip whatever it was funny or however long i think it's funny somebody just um, it's gonna be them shitting on me yeah yeah it's gonna be us <laughs> shitting on austin um cool all right well let's end it there then uh remember you can always support us on the acast supporting system you can find that in the description below as well as main gems you can find that below as well um the link to that in every description of episodes uh, my name is Andrew. I gotta thank Austin and Nolan for being here as always, and thank you, the listeners, for sticking around for this train wreck of a shit show of incoherent conversations that we have. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, see you guys all later. Bye. Thanks for listening. So glass is over. I got so much shit to do. I noticed you kept like Victoria kept talking and you kept muting and like looking over. <laughs> I know. I kept looking at her too, being like, what the fuck? <laughs> Trying to do something here. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs>